Dungeon Leap. Leap into the Caves of Chaos. To remember who you are, you must become someone new. But if you fail to play the part, the end will come for you. Now, Leap! Welcome back to Dungeon Leap. This is part three of Leap's return to the Keep on the Borderlands. And we have three kobolds in a trench coat. Leap has jumped into Crumble on a mission to the Keep of the Borderlands from the Caves of Chaos. With Peach and Uncle Cobbler also under the hood. Let's check in with them. Let's start with you, Brendan. Brendan Bennett's as Uncle Cobbler. Brendan, what's, what's something, Brendan, that you have noticed about humans? In the short time that you have been in the keep uh, okay well I've, I've noticed that humans very busy very big a lot of walking a lot of walking of course cobbler is very interested in shoes so you've been paying good attention to that and also you're stuck at the bottom of the trench coat so that's kind of all you can see as well so that makes a lot of sense also we have caitlin penhay as peach caitlin You've been observing humans for the very first time. You have even less experience than Cobbler. So what's something that you have noticed? Well, I've managed to be able to peek through the middle part of the trench coat. I noticed that a lot of people are smiling and waving back to me, which is very surprising. Uh, fantastic. So um, Peach operating the, the arm extensions through the through the arms of the trench coat and kind of holding onto your head at the very top of the uh, trench coat stack is crumble the kobold occupied by leap the traveler played by stephen youngblood stephen hello what's something that you have noticed about being a kobold well being a kobold i said last time is very small lower center center of gravity and and very sort of different um parts that can tip you over but being on the top of a cobalt tripod uh, or a, a totem pole is back to sort of having that perspective I'm used to having, but with the very unsettled or uncertain foundations. <laughs> so there's been a bit of swaying going on. So I'm far, tall, but much, un but very unsteady, and I think that's uh, <laughs> um, what 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 I know what leap knows about humans uh means he does not want to be discovered as <laughs> not one of them uh brilliant okay well i think i think we have um a good glimpse into what's going on in those three exciting characters so let's let's dungeon some kobolds the three of you in a trench coat have bumped into the smiling father pirate now, Leap knows Father Parrot has some secrets. Leap, your invisible friend Cam has in fact just appeared over his shoulder with kind of a demony looking face saying that Parrot belongs to him. Um, we'll come back to you, Leap, because right now, Father Parrot's reaching out a hand. Let's take a look! And your hood is about to be thrown back. And the only one who can really respond is the middle kobold who has the uh, ability to kind of wave these arms around although one of those arms is kind of currently jammed down and only rescued by cobra at the bottom of the stack so nothing is ideal right now but let's zoom in on you peach first of all just give me a sense of the first thing that's going through your mind and then we'll take it from there immediately i'm thinking we have to get out of the situation but i i can't stop hearing uncle cobbler's voice in the back of my head 
Don't do anything violent, Peach. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like a great cue to do, to do another little flashback. I want to do a little bit more flashing back into the situation that got you here, Peach. Um, I, I think I, I want to have you pressed against the side of a cave and listening in as your uncle, Cobbler, and Crumble are listening to the head kobold. So they don't know you're there. And the head kobold is saying to Cobbler and Crumble, well, it takes three kobolds to fill a trench coat. You too, yes. But Peach, she doesn't act like a proper kobold. Her sneak is weak. Her grovel, blackluster. Cobbler, why do you trust her to do this? Listen, listen, boss. This needs... This needs someone who's willing to, willing to take a risk. And there's no one better for that than Peach. She's got to learn somehow. This is the way to do it. Don't worry. Crumble's going to be there. There's no one with a more level head on their shoulders than Crumble. Oh, are you talking about taking risks but the peace between the keep and the caves? It's delicate. You know the proper kobolding way. We grovel and we sneak and we run. And if others... Boss, boss, I'm begging you here. Us. I'm begging you. Please, you've got you to gotta let Peach go. I'm begging you. Please, please let her go. Please. All right, that's the way. That's the proper kobolding way. But I'm trusting you, Cobbler, and you, Crumble. And as he says this, Crumble um, maybe kind of looks over his kobold shoulder in the direction of Peach, and Peach, worried about being sprung, you, you back away, you sneak into the shadows. What are you thinking? What, what are you thinking of yourself hearing that conversation? Well... I knew that my sneak was weak and my grovel, it, it just wasn't it. But I don't like hearing it come out of somebody else's mouth. What, what I'm built for is, is, is violence and, and rage and this multiple stabbings. So I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Is there, is there some way I can, I can make it all work? Because the last thing I want is to disappoint Uncle Cobbler. Well, Uncle Cobbler is now relying on you. Peach, because we're in the keep, and this human, taller than you, bigger than you, his hand is reaching out, and it's just above you. You have arms and a longer arm. What, mm. what if anything, are you going to do? Okay, because I, I think I think I figured out what is in the perfect middle ground between groveling and begging and shooting all five of my javelins through him. And that is using the hand that is not being fallen to just lightly slap the priest's hand out of the way. And I think, you know, Crumble's really good at talking, so I'll just leave the rest to him. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, I want from you a dexterity roll as you try and effectively control the uh, movement of this hand to intervene and stop this grasping paw from getting to your hood. Okay, that's a 17. A 17. All right, well, you, you can describe for me the way your, your arm interferes with, with the father's arm. What does it look like? What does he experience? Okay, I see the father's arm just reaching with nasty fingers all long, and I, I lift up my fake 
arm, which is just so fake, so obviously fake. And I think I gotta do this real quick. So like, like a cat, I just Shrek. But not so hard that he's like real intimidated. It's just a polite, hey, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. And then I tuck my arm away so that he doesn't see. Brilliant. All right, Crumble, it's been, it's been uh, handed off to you. Leap at the top of the stack. So your eyes were drawn to the presence of Cam bes beside um, Father Pirate. And then all of a sudden, this hand comes up and slaps against the father's hand. It's, it's like beautifully timed. It's so quick. The hands connect and he starts to um, kind of hesitate, pull back. He's not sure what to think of it. It's up to you. What words come out of your mouth to make sense of the situation? Uh, so... Uh, what what Leap Slash Crumble does is he, he he sort of shifts his face down and looks away and says, "Please, no, Father, do not touch me, for I am afflicted, and any any uh, arms or gold you may ill fit to pass, please leave on the floor, and I will collect them. But, but do not <coughs> and like have a spasm. Um, oh, oh, I come to your church for holy healing." Uh, uh, he takes and like sort of a leans a little bit from you. Yeah. Oh, oh, my friend, my friend. Oh, 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 oh. I, I sensed there was something amiss with you, but I, I'm sorry to have upset you. I promise you, I am uh, capable of many feats of care. If you would like me to offer some healing to you, I could, I could bring my powers to bear. My father, I'm not. <coughs> I'm not. I'm not worthy. I <coughs> and it's like, like you know, spit a god near him. <laughs> like just, um, <laughs> I, I will, I will, I will, I will be at your, at your, uh, church uh, this evening. Once I have uh, prostrated myself and collected the right offerings. <coughs> oh, yes, yes, of course. If I'm still here this evening, oh, we would love to see you. But of, of course, uh. You will not find me at, at the main chapel. Um, my residence is over there. I'm only a, a temporary visitor to the keep. And he points over in the direction of a, um, a fine uh, lodging nearby. Um, come along. And he turns to his assistants. Good day. Good day. And um, he kind of gathers them together. And um, they, they walk off in the direction they were going, leaving three of you in stack um, all alone. Sweet, that was based on acting. I didn't have to roll for that. Did not. It's <laughs> the seal sweet roll, Peach. Nice. Yay! Wow, he seems like a really great guy. I don't know. He seems. I, I, I don't think we can trust that guy. Wow, I'd always trust someone with shoes that nice. What did they? And he offered what? to heal you. Wow, I didn't think humans were this generous. The thing, the thing I I need you to I need to think about, and and I want to ask you this is, what do you think uh, uh, he does to afford shoes that nice? As a man of the cloth, I don't I don't think oh. I don't think people who do good work get paid that well. To be perfectly honest, and I'm not really what? sick. I'm not really sick. You know that, eh? It was. Well, it was good acting. Oh, oh, acting. Acting, yes. Part of the groveling cl uh, class. It's one of the uh, ways to really be beneath and size yourself, you know, make someone else 
feel like they need to get away, sicken them enough. They don't want to pay any more attention to you. Uncle Cobbler, as you are as you are um, kind of engaged in this conversation, and your eyes, of course, because you can't look at the people you're talking to, you're looking out at people walking back and forth, and your eyes are drawn to some other fine-looking boots. Um, they're kind of pointy and a little bit floppy, and um, they've got uh, a beautiful filigree across them. And and then you look up, and you can see that this this human has kind of pointy ears, pointy ears like they're elf kinds of humans have and this person is walking in fact suddenly running to catch up with father parrot who has reached his door right now wait i think i think that i think that human is an elf and i i think that elf might be shan the one we're looking for father parrot and the elf are nodding at each other and all of you are looking there's definitely an elf he's a he's a handsome looking adventurer type with long wavy hair and he's got um uh kind of beautiful leather armor and he's got a sword at his side and he um claps his hand on father parrot's shoulder and father parrot invites him in and they go inside um father parrot's home and close the door after them i don't know i'm gonna need some more detail what else? What else might might we use to think that this might be our guy? Oh, um. I know well, I was talking to Morgan. One of some more description. <laughs> we haven't seen any other elves. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Um, I kick my heel twice into Uncle Cobbler and say, "Giddy up!" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it looks All like right. we're off off on a mission to be healed. Yeah, I stride us towards uh, uh, Father Parrot's lodgings. Oh, All right. Um, you uh, arrive at the door. It's a it's a lovely apartment. It's a two story apartment, um, kind of uh, old old wood, kind of leaning against its neighbouring um, structure. But it's very very well made, like all of the structures here are. Um, as you approach, the door opens and one of the assistants that you saw before kind of um, steps out and gives you a nod and runs past you on some errand or other um, and the door is closed behind him. But So yeah, you're, you're there in front of a door. Okay. I, can I reach the hand out and see if it just opens? Yep, now you've, you've got your, your arms together properly. So yeah, you reach out and sure enough, the door hasn't, it didn't get closed all the way. So you just catch it in time. You can push it open. Do we really want to do this? <laughs> just, just while we're here, like, I mean, do we, do we want to go into the guy's house? We said we come and see him later on, and we're just going straight there. It is late. <laughs> well, it's a bit later on. I mean, okay. You you I know how important this is. I, I do know how important this is. Wait, what did uh, we say that we were gonna bring the the father? We've got some. We've got some coins we can give him. I have 44 silver pieces. There you go. I'm sure that will be plenty. Perfect. I, I just flick open that door handle and push it on in. All right. The door opens. There's a short corridor. And beyond that, you can see a, um, a receiving room, like a, a living area with um, comfortable seating and uh, beautiful um, decorative tapestries and curtains. And the sound yeah. of voices from there as well. Peach, I know your sneak is weak, but you you can rely on my 
mine because my my feet are, are neat. <laughs> I kick my heels into you twice and say, "Giddy up, boy!" <laughs> I'm gonna sneak us down the corridor. Ooh, excellent. Okay, so let's have a a little sneaking roll from you, please. From everyone, or just uh... Uh, just just the person with the feet for right oh, now. Oh, thank God! <laughs> Ten. Ten. All right. So, um, it's not a humiliating disaster of bad sneaking, but um, the fact that you don't go noticed immediately is surely just a sign that Father Parrot and his guest are confident that that door was closed and engrossed in conversation with each other. Um, as you get closer you can have a have a look into this room and you see father parrot pouring from this kind of elaborate samovar cups of tea and handing one to the elf and um dispelling any ambiguity about who this elf is you hear father parrot say well, well shan thank you for coming over so quickly and well for you father parrot for all you have done i don't i i could not come soon enough to offer whatever assistance i could i could do Good, 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 good. Please sit, sit, sit. And so they're sitting down and um, uh, just just making small talk, sipping at this tea. Uh, you are close, still observing, still unnoticed, but given you didn't roll that well, you know that any moment now you are going to be seen. So you have maybe a moment more of stealthiness. What do you want to do with it? Any of you, you all know that you're going to get sprung any second now. Uh, <laughs> all right, it looks like nothing happens except that there is <laughs> Crumble sneezes. There is, there is, oh, yes, there is a sneeze from Crumble and a knock at the door and <gasps> not behind you. Do, um, do we do we open it? No, uh, wait, we turn I'll, around and answer the door. I'll get it. I'll get it. Cornwall <laughs> <laughs> declares that he'll be getting the door, and <laughs> Cobbler turns around and carries the, the stack of you back towards the door, where it it looks like it's up to you, Peach, to manipulate the arms and get the door open, which you managed to do. Um, as you do so, you you hear the sound of. People coming in the hallway behind you, and you hear Father Parrot say, "Oh, it's the, um, it's the, it's the uh, leper. It's that leper we spoke to. Hello, hello, and who else?" The door swings open, and on the other side is Wanda, the farmer's daughter, who you saw in the wagon before, and she is um, holding her hands together and looking up with this most um, meek and solicitous face. Oh, Father, I need your, well, not. Father, what? And looks absolutely stunned to see you there. Uh, I guess Crumble, if you want to say anything, you could. Sorry, we don't need any today. <laughs> and, sh and shut the door. <laughs> shut the door. Shut the door. <laughs> um, Wait, Wanda, no, I I'm really interested. <laughs> Wanda puts a puts a hand before you to close the door and says, "Don't mess with me, Kobolds. This is important." She looks really serious and anguished wait okay uh, maybe we can use her right okay who is it who is it behind you i can't see because of that large trench coat with the hood you're wearing can can we what just pretend that she's been with us this whole yeah. time uh she's 
it's for you, Messiah. <laughs> like, as she walks past, I'll say, don't mess this up. You, you are making room, Cobbler? Yes. All right. So with a shuffle of your feet, you make some room and uh, Wanda kind of looks you up and down and all, each of the three of you feel her eyes. She knows your secret, but she doesn't say anything about it. She looks past you and her face becomes very meek and solicitous again. Father Parrot, I really need your help. It's with my uncle. He's... He needs your advice. And um, Father Pirate's like, oh, well, you and uh, you and your leper friend must come and take tea with us. Come this way, please. And um, ushers you down the hallway. Come, 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 come. He turns his back on you and goes back in and says, we have visitors, Shan. Um, and so you're kind of left alone in the hallway. And she whispers to you, what are, what are you three doing? Just follow our lead. Just we've got our own thing. We're doing our best. <laughs> doing our best. We've got a plan. Uh, uh, so don't mess it up. We'll have your back if you have ours. And and during that, I'm sort of just scanning the room to see if there's anything that like I can see or or that would sort of give any any insight into what I what might be happening next. Um, mm -hmm. And possibly little little sort of mystical trinkets that might be worth um, further examination later on. So you're um, looking around the place. Um, there, there's not much of immediate value, although there are lots of um, holy type decorations. Nothing, nothing too dramatic. Not like any any holy symbols that would drive off undead or evil powers. Nothing, nothing that. Mm -hmm. Convincing, yeah. but it's oh, if someone was going to try and make their place look like it was dedicated to the cause of good, this is the kind of ambiguous stuff they throw around the place. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like kind of like the Briscoes live, laugh, love kind of signs around. <laughs> yes. You know, yep. Jesus exactly. is the reason, or but you know, or, or yep. and so on, or Baylor yeah. is my is my <laughs> is my bestie. Um, okay, so it's kind yeah. of so so I, I can tell it's it's kind of a a, a surface job. Yeah, exactly. Okay, anything, so you're. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you finish. I was just saying. So, but is there, but I don't see anything that's that's subtly, you know. No. Okay. No, nothing gives the game away. Um, Shan is uh, sitting in a in a comfortable chair and kind of eating these um, these little cookies. I'm kind of shoveling them into his mouth, and kind of talking out the other side of his mouth. Well, um. It's, it's just a pleasure to have the opportunity to help you out, Father. I, I, um, as you know, favours are what the adventuring business runs on. And, uh, well, I'd love to have a favour from you in return in due course. I'm sure you'll be good for it. Um, Wanda's kind of looking back and forth, waiting for an invitation to speak. Um, and uh, Father Parrot gestures that she goes and, and sits down. Um, and then he gestures to the three of you to come and sit down. What do you do? I, I dare not sit, Father, for I am not worthy. And the leprosy, as you say, uh, it it might it might result in some misfortune where I am unable to get up. You already well, saw my arm earlier on. Of course, you will have tea, and um, holds out some tea. Um. <laughs> Can I use both of the, the hands to take that kind of from underneath and 
very carefully <laughs> raise it to to um, the front part where the mouth is located. <laughs> Can I have a dexterity roll, please? Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, cool. You yeah, think? that's a one. <laughs> oh. Yeah, definitely a one. Okay, this this shaking <laughs> teacup it starts to raise towards you, crumble, um, and then. <laughs> I think it, it would be Cobbler's point of view. You suddenly see this teacup fall in front of you and smash on the floor and break into a dozen pieces and flying, fly around the room and bouncing off your your lovely sho shoes as they um, settle here and there. <laughs> I start, I start, I just, whoa, no, it just happens again, not again. Mm. <laughs> Oh, the never third, mind, never mind. Third time I have attempted such a feat with a healer, and the third time I have my weak and fumbling arms have. Oh, my father, I am not worthy. I will leave you. I apologize. Oh, I've ruined no, your no, favorite no, no, cup. No, this, this no cup. please don't give it another thought. We're all friends here, aren't we? We're all and friends. And I have burned your carpet. It is <laughs> wet and sodden. having a sip and kind of looking at you in absolute horror as, as you're talking, pretending. And, and father's like, well, surely, surely you will have uh, one of my delicious cookies. And holds out some cookies. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I start with that the same way. Two-handed scoop style. And then I, I, I think I should attempt just a more of a toss this one up. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and bring the arms up. All right. So you just, you toss the cookie into the air. Yep. Um, I, think, I, think, I think it's going to be you giving the dexterity roll this time, Stephen, if you actually want to catch it. <laughs> I, I don't, Slide I don't think mouth I want, yeah, I don't think I want to, I want to, I want to give a performance roll because I want to look like yep. I'm trying to catch it, but I actually okay. want to avoid eating any of the cookies Brilliant. because I'm, I'm mild, I, I am suspicious. I All have right. good reason to be right. Brilliant. So, give us a um, yes. Give us a performance roll. I love it. I will give you a. Oh, it's okay. I have. Uh, nope. <laughs> That's a nine. So it kind of hams it up. He's sort of just like um, yum, yum. <laughs> like like a muppet. Like cookie yeah. monster. So it kind of bounces cunning. up the side of your of of your face. Like it actually disappears into your robe. Is what yeah. happens because the the hood the hood of the what we're calling a trench coat, but it has robe-like characteristics. Just kind of engulfs it, and it catches in by your face as you go oh, yum 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 yum. And Father Parrot kind of nods and turns away from you, and as he does, the whole cookie just falls out and plops down onto the floor at your feet. <laughs> right I, I next will to you. Uh, kick it under a chair. <laughs> Boop. You kick it. Um, Wanda looks horrified as the cookie slides under her chair, and then she kind of taps it further. So it's not an incriminating cookie under her. Um, Shan's uh, big talking wink. himself over on the other side of the room. Um, uh, as you are um, kind of taking in, obviously, Crumble, Leap, you're paying close attention to Father Parrot. Um, I'm not sure where Peach is directing attention, but I'm imagining that Cobra is paying close attention to this elf character. Is that correct, do you think? Right. Yeah. So, as you've come here hoping that this elf is going to deliver something of note that you've been waiting for for a long time, and when you look, you can see on his person, is that, is that it? 
I'm going to ask you to name whatever this object is that is so important to the kobold tribes. I'm I'm suggesting it's something that he wears around his neck. Does it have a special name? Um, so this is one, one of the things that we gave him. Um, yes. Um, you know, that ancient kobold uh, artifact that we talk about all the time. <laughs> so crucial to our tribe's history. Um, the horn of um, uh, of of uh, uh, trifle. The horn of trifle. The horn of trifle. Obviously. Yep. It's the horn of trifle. That that ancient horn that that um when when blown by by one who is worthy. Um, will summon the kobold's greatest courage, and um, um, and 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 provide the. Difference. And we'll show that we're not to be trifled with. That's right. Ah, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I was trying to think of a dragon name, and you came up like with a really good theme name. End the whole game and adventure right there, Brendan. That was that was perfect. And that's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> um. Brilliant. So he's um he's talking. He's got he's got the horn. He's got it around his neck. It's right here. The thing that has been gone for so long. Can you get it? I don't know. We'll we'll hear about that momentarily. So um Father Parrot says, Well, Shan, um I'll talk to you in, in just a moment. As you know, I'm I'm hoping to borrow something from you. It transpires that I need to leave the keep for a time. I'm wondering uh, if it wouldn't be a problem if I could borrow your wonderful steed, who I've heard is the fastest steed in all the lands, and uh, I'm sure that you will find it in your heart to entrust her care to me for a for a time. Um, just think about that. And as he's saying that, Shan's kind of slumping a bit in the chair and eating some cookies and nodding a bit. Oh, and um, he turns towards Wanda. He's like, now, you, dear, um, eat up. And Wanda kind of nibbles on a cookie and says, oh, Father Parrot, it's my uncle. My uncle is too proud. He has, he has terribly, terribly sore feet. You see, a, a traveling dwarven shoe salesman came and sold him some shoes and they're the wrong size and he's been too afraid to wear them and he's wearing them now and he's he, he's it. too embarrassed to admit he bought the wrong thing and he doesn't have any money to buy better shoes and he's he's just in a horrible he, he needs someone someone with or well, someone who he would respect that will tell him that he can sell on those shoes and purchase some simpler cheaper shoes it will actually fit him. Can you please yeah, the, my the figure in the trench so to be dancing a little jig now? Father <laughs> 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 says, Oh, oh my dear, of course, of course. Just just relax here. I'll take very good care of you. Very good care of you and your uncle, yes. And um as he's he's nodding, she's kind of she's slumping a little bit in her seat as well. And then he turns towards um, you, and he says, "Well, Leper, what do you have to say for yourself?" And his whole demeanor shifts. I know you're not telling me everything, so what do you want? I want to know 
What kind of man are you? Why should I tell you anything? From where do you come? What think, are you? I think you and I have some similar friends. And I think you are not honest with this keep. What are, you, what are you talking about? What's Peach, do you know what he's talking about? I ain't got a clue. What's he on about? Ah, uh, the parrot. And I hop down off Peach's shoulders. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> awesome. Okay, so behind you, Wanda and Shanna both kind of um, weaving back and forth lazily and hazily by the parrot kind of jumps back as soon as you move. Um, his eyes go big. The the coat kind of falls down and you have to shove it off yourself, Peach, so it doesn't envelop you, revealing all three of you and, well, two remaining in a stack and crumble up in front. And Father Pirot looks down and says, you've come from the caves. I come from many places, Father. You should know. People well, if you come to. from the caves, uh, I've already heard the message. I know that the cult has fallen. That's why I'm leaving. Now, it's good that you are here. I will make sure that the cult views you and your tribe with great favor. All I need for you to do is set a trap for a man named Dougal Black. He will be returning here soon. You just need to leave poison in his food and he will perish and I will be gone. Will you do that for me, Kobold? I will do that in exchange for the horn around the elven's neck. Good. Good. And for Are you, you the to leader leave, of this little band? I speak for them. You will leave and not come back. If you do come back, we'll have a longer conversation. One which you might not see coming. Very well. My assistants will bring you the poison. Um, he looks over his shoulder and through a door you see that there's a, a burly looking um, kind of clerical assistant who nods. I myself will be long gone. Thank you, Shan. Um, he goes over, over to Shan who's now kind of slumped most of the way over. Um, he puts a hand on his shoulder. He pulls off a horn and he holds it out to you. And he smiles, this trinket, and he throws it so it just lands on the floor. And it knocks apart the bits of the cup that shattered. And then he reaches down and he takes um, Shan uh, a, um, a, an amulet that was also around Shan's neck. He says, now this is all I need. <laughs> I will be leagues away by the morning. Something, well. occurs, something occurs to Leap just as he's leaving. Yeah. And says, wait, you know the, if you know the cult has fallen, what will you do next? Well, there's always the another message, cult. of course, but... The mournful duke is eager to have his claws into this world. Sooner or later, he will have his way. <laughs> you don't need to worry about that, my kobold friend. I'll see you in due course, I'm sure. The Caves of Chaos are still part of our plans. Goodbye. And then he goes. 
and you almost see as he's walking down the corridor out of out of this room his whole demeanor shifts again and he starts going oh ho, ho, ho. farewell farewell and he closes the door after him and you hear his voice out in the in the courtyard good day good day well hey, yes i'm just off to the stables now <laughs> the three um, of you are in this room you know that the clerical assistants are coming back any moment and you also know that um uh you have shan elf asleep in front of you and wanda asleep in front of you too uh so the clerical assistants are expecting to see a leper in this room yeah. so we'd be sort of transformed back into voltron very quickly but, um <laughs> as i as i climb as i as i sort of get back to them i look I, I look at um peach and cobbler and say look i know this is a lot um everything's going to be okay we're not going to poison anybody um but now i have the horn and there are people people coming in any moment now uh we need to go back into like edge coat form uh, everything's going to be Did okay. I hear Father Pirate go? Comes a voice. Father Pirate! And coming through a door in another direction, as you're, st- you're still reeling, is a face that all three of you recognize. It was that fleeing cultist who had a dangerous magic finger to Crumble's neck the other day. Or was it just this morning? I think it was just this morning. In amongst just the caves of chaos. Morning. He comes out, he's... Um, refreshed and in a fresh outfit he's not wearing his cult robes anymore brushing himself down and he sees the three of you and he instantly just starts to react oh um you guys have the initiative what are you going to do is, uh, is it now the right time can, can, can i throw the javelin please now is exactly the right time okay cool i, I throw the javelin the time. yep i throw it immediately right right for the heart yeah all right throw <laughs> Nice. Throw. Okay. Okay. I roll. Okay. 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 I was a four. A four. Okay. The yeah. javelin flies past his head, jams into the wall. Even as a kobold links javelin, but it still has a good going on. Um. All right. He um. His eyes go really big. He's still taking in the fact that the you three of all beings in the in the known universe, the three of you in here, um, cobbler. Let's go to cobbler. What do you do? Sorry, Peach. It's my fault. I didn't let you practice with that javelin enough. Yeah, now I'm rusty. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fire a short bow. Uh, still having Peach balanced on my shoulders. Yay! <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> um. I'm kind of tempted to do a, a flashback where you're talking about the importance of groveling and agreeing that groveling is the correct way to do it. But I think that we'll take that at read as, at this point. Um, we see on Uncle Cobbler's face the power and significance of your choice as you raise your short bow. Make, make your attack. Yes, uh, a, lot of, a lot of power, a lot of significance. A nine. A nine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, um, so on one side there's a javelin, on the other side there's a kobold arrow. They're both shaking. Um, <laughs> you're making the beginnings of an outline around them in the wall. Uh, crumble, you as well. I, I look at both of them and I just, <laughs> oh no. Um, and I, I just give a, a shout of encouragement and I say, guys, gotta get this, we gotta shut this guy up. We're kobolds, damn it. Um, and uh, uh, it gives you guys advantage on a good roll. 
Um, or on a roll, I should say. Uh, but I'm going to uh, also uh, fire a, a bow at him uh, and with my short bow. Um, yeah. And that is going to be um, 19. Oh, brilliant. Uh, oh, uh, plus 26, sorry, with the uh, plus three. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, Crumble, you're doing good. <clears throat> you strike true. And what's this guy's name? His name is Hobson Pugh. And Hobson Pugh just got arrowed. Pugh. He got Pugh. Um, Pugh so Pugh. What, what damage is your arrow going to do to Mr. Pugh? Um, that is uh, five plus three piercing damage. So that comes to eight in total. Um, he really does not like how that is going for him. Um, that takes out most of his hit points. Um, he is shocked and looks at you and coughs out, you dirty little kobolds! I want an initiative roll from all three of you, please. Oh, you got rolled it, pretty boss. well. Oh, and the... Uh, Helpful assistance also rolled pretty well. So did anyone beat an 18? Nope. All right. Anyone beat a 17? <laughs> that was the other one. Nope. Okay. It looks like it's uh, Hobson Pugh's turn to... Uh, he puts a hand on his chest and cures all of those injuries that he just took. Uh, uh, uh. Right. He pulls out the arrow. You lot are for it as the door swings open and two burly assistants come charging in. One of them's holding a foul-smelling vial of ichor, um, and the other one's holding a big mace. The one with the big mace is looking around at the three of you and just lifts up the mace and picks one of you at random and tries to crush you. Which one of you is it going to be? Oh, it's going to be Crumble. Crumbly rolls an 18. It's a pretty nasty hit on you. It's going to be seven points of damage to you, Crumble. Yeah, that's, that's going to hurt. Um, yep. <laughs> that hurts. All right. Um, you're still standing? I'm still standing. All right. Um, um, so you've taken a, a pretty significant bash. Oh, hang the on. Sorry, 18, 18 goes to the hit, hitter, doesn't it? You got 18, was it? Did you say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn. That's just enough. Oh, okay, so um, he's he's hit you pretty hard. You take some damage. Um, you're reeling. The other one holding this little ichor of um, vial. He kind of looks at the other two of you. Uh, he's he's thinking about it and thinking about it. And you kind of see his his mental is like, oh, we've got plenty more poison. He's going to throw it at one of you. Uh, one of the other two. Is it going to be? Oh, Uncle Cobbler. He's throwing poison right at you. Can I have a reflex saving throw, a dexterity saving throw, to avoid getting uh, splattered with this stuff? 22. 22. All right. Um, it flies past you and spills on the floor. In fact, can I get you to make a another roll? I just want a straight d20 roll. If you roll below, we'll say below 7, it might hit Wanda. Oh, no. Yeah. He's close by. A nine. A nine. Oh, Ooh, it splatters just past Wander. And, um, in between Wander and Shan on the on the comfortable upholstery begins to smoke and um, curdle with 
um, unpleasantness. Okay, um, they've all taken their actions. It's back to the three of you. You can go in any order. Who's who acts first? I need to get I, out of here. Yeah, okay. You guys have advantage too, remember? Yeah. So you think we should try run away, or should I go into a rage? If we go, these guys are dead. Uh, we can't. I don't, we can't leave Wanda, can we? But we, we're just three kobolds. Want to give her father those shoes? Think about the advertising that we'll have for cobbler's shoes. Cobbler's fine boots, other leather goods. Free advertising couldn't hurt. <laughs> whoa, 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 and you, Peach, don't you really just want to try something that isn't groveling? Don't you yeah. want to? Yeah, I do. Something, yeah, I just really good. want to mess him up. Yeah. And as I'm saying this, I'm drawing another arrow into through the poison on the floor. Mm. All right. So I'm assuming this conversation is kind of happening as you're as you're circling and hopping yep. for position. But now the mm. moment of truth, you have to you have to act. That sounds like all three of you have something in mind. Um, let's. Yeah. Let's, so, yep. Cobbler first. Um, Peach is still on my shoulders. Are you? I'm gonna. Am I? I, <laughs> I don't, it hasn't been when clear did to you me. get off? You didn't. You haven't got no. You're I right. You I off. have not left. Yeah. I yeah. Am, yep, I'm definitely there. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to charge at um, the the cultist nice. with Peach still on my shoulders. Brilliant. <laughs> it's like and... you rehearsed this. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the classic plan. Yeah. Um, the classic plan. Cool. And then if think if you. If you hit, then I hit, then um, I might get sneak attack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All Ooh. right. So um, <laughs> so from Peach's point of view, suddenly mm -hmm. Uncle Cobbler not doing running away, not mm -hmm. doing sneaking, not doing Incredible. groveling, I'm charging, so yes. charging right at yes. the enemy. Okay. What do, okay. You, what do you do? Describe, describe how you make your attack on this guy. Okay, so I think since I'm already on the shoulders, it wouldn't be too hard if I just hopped up and then just used his charge to help launch me all the way forwards. And I think I'm just going to go straight in with the battle axe. Brilliant. All right, so the battle axe appears in your hands. Mm -hmm. um, this is a very capacious trench coat that you've, you've had heat up, <laughs> but we won't look into the exact details it's of how the matrix the battle axe the is swinging. Coat. That's the important Next thing. Okay, full, full rage coursing through your kobold. Mm -hmm. Body, make an attack roll for me. And you have okay. advantage, so you get to roll two and take the best. Oh, incredible. Oh my gosh, that's a 19. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. Yeah, it is. About damn time. Yep. Um, so I think you get to roll some damage. Oh my goodness. Yes. 1d8. Um, okay. Plus three. That's eight. Eight damage. Okay. Eight damage. So, um, he was down to one hit point before, and then he healed oh. himself, and now he's down to one hit point again. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, you you swing your battle axe. He kind of half blocks it just enough to stop it from chopping him in pieces, and he reels back, flies against um the wall, snaps the javelin that was stuck in the side, and he's starts um lifting a hand and you can see um he's not trying to heal himself now there's black 
energy swirling as he's invoking the dark powers to do some damage to you. But before he can do anything like that, it sounds like Uncle Cobbler might have something to say about that. I stab him in the foot. All right. So, <laughs> you, 21. Um, you have, what was that? 21. 21. Perfect. All right. Um, you can roll, a, if you want to find out a number, you can roll it, but he only had one hit point. So I think you're... Um, Imagine dying because you're going to finish him off through the foot. So, <laughs> for the record, I'm doing 13 damage. Yeah. Oh um, so, starting, starting with the foot, um, d describe how you begin with stabbing in the foot and it ends up with taking him out of this combat entirely. Remember, you can, you don't have to kill him if that is not your, not your preference. So, how does it go down? Um, yeah, I, I guess I, I stab into the toe yep. and then, like, I flick the short sword like upwards, like slicing through his laces. And, yep, like, he's got a very bad boot. <laughs> oh, I'm doing you a favor, if anything. <laughs> um, I think this guy has already tried to kill us once before, so I think mm -hmm. he's had his chance. Um, so I'm just gonna just I just keep slicing uh, yep. up all 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 the way up. Yep. Brilliant. <laughs> cool. Um, we don't need to have the camera follow. I think we'll we'll just get the slumping over at the end of the um, this action to signify just how powerful your strike was. And you, this this tall human, he's down at kobold size now. He's horizontal, and he is done for. Crumble. Cameron, the camera never leave, left you, Cobbler. It's just oh. you see this graceful splash of mm -hmm. blood on your face at the end of your swipe. And, and, and I place a hand. Around. I place a hand on his shoulder and I say, Oh, Uncle Cobbler, your first murder. <laughs> no, and I, and I, and I look tell at your him, mother about this. This won't be your last. And I, turn, and I uh, point an arrow at the um, assistant. Um, yep. Okay, so and... there, are, there are two. There is one who's currently unarmed because he was carrying poison, and there's one with a big mace. Which one? Oh, the one with the mace. Okay, mm. cool. Uh, and that is... Uh, 16. Man. 16. Yeah, that will, that will get him. He's not wearing any armor or anything. He's just a guy in a, in a ordinary clothes. Nice. Uh, and that will do... Uh, three plus three, six damage, piercing six damage. damage. But there's also a poisoned arrow, so I don't know if that. Oh yes, it is too. Let's give him a poisoning roll. Oh, that's not so hot. All right. Um, okay. He um takes an arrow in his chest and then looks back at you and then starts to um shake a little bit and looks down as weird black steam is erupting from his chest and then he coughs and steam comes out his mouth and then he kind of curls up on the floor coughing and um starts crawling away in a very bad way leaving this one unarmed guy who's looking at the three of you and he doesn't have poison anymore and he looks and he doesn't have poison anymore and then he just turns and he's gonna run he's gonna run away not if javelin him, him first all right go for it Okay. No pressure. Nat 20. Oh! <laughs> yes. Yes. Your first real murder. 
<laughs> oh my god, javelin. All right. Okay. So, um, if, if you have the opportunity to sum up the entire thematics of this adventure in a quip about running away <laughs> and how it's a bad idea, this is the moment. I don't know what that quip might be. <laughs> You can come up with something later and we can edit it back in. <laughs> it just seems very opposite. I won't stop thinking about it now. <laughs> okay, let's just, let's just, we can, we can workshop something right now. Okay, um, right so now. If you, if, um, if you, if you, something about if you, if running away is never the point. It gets to the point. <laughs> running away. <laughs> we should leave all of this in. <laughs> yes. My, my sneak may be weak, but... My javelin is unraveling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my sneak is weak. Oh, Spare a thought for those left behind. <laughs> <laughs> when you're running from a javelin, you better run faster than the javelin. <laughs> it's common sense, right? Running's for little bitches. <laughs> that is actually perfectly perfectly peach isn't it it's perfectly so peach. Perfect. Peach. yeah <laughs> i love it and that's that's the moral at the end of the story you can turn to the camera and say remember kids running running's for little bitches <laughs> brilliant all right so the room it's quiet um except for the expiring coughs of the poisoned guy and um shan and Wanda are both kind of vaguely coming back to their senses, coming out of a bit of a haze from what they ingested and looking around. Oh, quick, hide all the bodies! <laughs> what, what do the three of you want to do? Because they're not quite with it. You can see they're all a bit dazed. So you can intervene or run away or it's up to you. What are you going to do? Well, uh, running's away. That's for little bitches. Nice. Oh. Yep. Well, to the chair. What was that, Brendan? Taishan to the Pond chair. Taishan to the chair. Brilliant. There is uh, plenty of um, materials around that you can use to tie him, and so you do. He starts paying attention and realizing what is happening to him. Um, but before I have him say anything, let's find out what else you're doing and what you're doing with Wanda, if anything. I, she's pretty chill, right? It's yeah. been. I think, I think we say, I think we sort of look at, look at Shan and Wanda and we and have different stories for each of them. But um, with Wanda, it's, it's very much a thank you. Um, it actually was, he was not a very good man, uh, but we will, we can help your father with the shoes. Um, if that is what you really needed <laughs> coming here for today. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like you got, um, <laughs> you have Wanda kind of turned around and um, you manage to steer we're, we're her, escorting closer, her out the door, closer, to, closer to the door. Um, and she's like, but um, so you'll, you'll help me with the, with the shoes. How uh, you, you don't even know where, where I'm staying or don't know where our farm is or. Oh. There'll be a, there'll be a new pair of shoes for Jeremy delivered to his farmhouse. <laughs> well, my name isn't Crumble the Copart. <laughs> Magic um, shoes. Shoes. Cobalt shoes. As, as good as magic. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And um, she goes. Yep. 
Okay, back so to Shan. Shan's back to Shan. looking around saying, Hey! Kobolds! I yeah. knew some kobolds once. <laughs> Shan! It's me. Shan, we, that, that guy, you know, the leper, sent us off and then hide, but, uh, sent him off, but hide you up. And we've come what? to rescue you. I don't what? think he's a very good man. What do you mean? But you've been out for for a while, and we've been come to collect a reward. He's got my who's got my horse amulet and my horn. He's got my lucky horn and my horse amulet. Sorry, we arrived listen too up. late. Listen up, Chan. You listen good. Huh? Oh, it oh. just so happens that I've brought with me the most psychopathic kobold. In all of the caverns. <laughs> oh man, she's psychopathic kobolds. Everyone knows kobolds are just pushovers. Shut the fuck up, Shan. <laughs> <laughs> he he like visibly flinches, just like I did in real life, right there. <laughs> what? Look, look around you, Shan. Does this look like the result of groveling to you? He he. It suddenly becomes clear to him that he's tied up. What? What? You you wouldn't. Is this about me never bringing that horn back? Now listen, Peach. You uh, you're young. You may mm -hmm. not know the whole story. Yeah. In fact, we're all too young. Elves they live a lot longer than us. Mm -hmm. But my great great grandfather. Was uh was around when Shan last came to the Cobalt Caves. <gasps> no way. That's right. And Shan told a great story about how he was going to go on an adventure and win a whole lot of treasure, and he just needed to borrow a certain horn. <gasps> but but it'd bring it right back, <laughs> as well as a share of the treasure. Isn't that right? Ooh, he looks Crumble's left just and looks um, right. It's like playing yeah. with an arrow. <laughs> um, I did mean to get around to it. He says he doesn't look very convincing. I would have. I mean, sorry. I pick up a javelin and I put it against his neck, but I don't mm. pierce the skin, just kind of in a threatening way. I say. Why didn't you, why didn't you come back, Shan? Because I didn't think you'd make me need to. I just thought you'd all roll over and never bother me again. But I see now that I was mistaken. And I'm going to tell everyone about the fearsome kobolds of the Caves of Chaos. Make sure to do that, Shan. You make sure to do that. You tell them. You mm -hmm. tell them about what you've seen here today. And how, looking down at his trousers, how you responded. <laughs> and you saw what we unleashed. I'm oh, never going to underestimate kobolds again. I, I, I use the, the javelin. The oh. Oh. Okay, Maybe. I'll wait then. <laughs> this horn represents... The courage of the kobolds. 
I think you should carry it, Peach. Wait, really? Oh. Can't yes. think of any kobold more courageous. Okay, I'll just put my javelin away then. I put the javelin away and I, I take the horn. You take the, cor- the horn, Peach. As you take that horn, leap, crumble. You feel something settle inside crumble. Some moment of harmony that crumble was feeling. And in a second, you, you experience the flashback, those memories that we've heard before. You, you get them from Crumble's point of view. Crumble looking and seeing Peach hiding in a corner, overhearing what was being said about her and then creeping away and feeling that wasn't right. It wasn't quite right. And now it seems right. And as it seems right, something loosens inside Crumble, inside you, a chunk of memory charged up from leaps past starts to slide out and as it does like a nail coming loose that was tying you down leap you feel yourself disconnecting from this body and being sucked up and away into a portal you have a moment or two left with these kobolds before you're gone each that one is yours and i may not seem like myself right now but oh the horn Show us all what it means. Thank you. F- for everything. I take the horn and I put it up to my mouth. And I take a deep breath and I blow into the horn. And Peach, as, as the horn fills the room, yeah. place a hand on her shoulder and say, you should be on top. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And you um, leap, you rise up and you fly. And Into the trench coming, coat, right? Like yeah. of the... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I got it, I got it. <laughs> so as you're, as you're coming loose, as you're flying up, you see um, Cam kind of floating in the edge of this reality and um, he looks at you flying loose from the body leap and says, we got lots to talk about next time. And then you're gone from him, you're gone from the keep, you're gone from all of it, you're in another place. And we'll catch up with you soon, Leap. Let's stick back with Cobbler and with Peach and with Crumble, who's just kind of blinking a little bit and looking left and right. Um, Do either of you have any final words to round out our experience with these kobolds? You know, uh, we learned a lot from uh from this adventure and maybe maybe it's time to for me to give my my shoe business another chance maybe i can maybe i can really make a go of it maybe maybe i can come back to this keep with a whole range of shoes i believe in you i i I really think you can do it and and you know i feel i feel more in touch with my feelings than I ever have. You know, I think I finally reached a good balance of, of real violence and, and perfect meditative harmony. Thanks, Cobbler. And thank you, Crumble, for all your support on this journey. Crumble looks in his ears. What the hell? And with that, <laughs> we will leave. <laughs> <laughs> we will leave this glorious experience. Um, and uh, I, I mean, what a what a ride that was! That was heaps of fun, heaps of fun. Thank you very much 
Um, oh, uh, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just, I'm very happy. I'm smiling and I'm joyous. So I guess I just get to say some thank you. So thank you to Brendan Bennett. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Morgan. It was great fun. Caitlin Penn. Hey, thank you for jumping into Diceratops for the first time. Hopefully not the last. That was wonderful. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I've just had the most fun. Thank you, everyone, honestly. Right. And Stephen Youngbud, as always, thank you for anchoring the show as Leap. Cheers. Thanks for being here, everybody. Super fun. I, I couldn't be in the show without you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right. Um, well, we will leave it there. There will be more episodes to come. Um, but we'll talk about that when I record it at a slightly different time and edit it at the end of this. Bye! Bye! <laughs> this was Dungeon Leap, Leap into the Caves of Chaos, part three of three, with Brendan Bennett's Caitlin Penhay and Stephen Youngblood as Leap, featuring Jules Bergeser as the mysterious voice. Thanks to Alexi Action for music, Nomi Kubomi for sounds, thank you for listening. We're three leaps into this thing now. I think it's going pretty well. If you agree, a five-star review would be really helpful. Game changer. Diceratops is proud to be part of Kemu Fakato or Aotearoa Kiwi RPG. On the socials, we are DiceratopsNZ. Website is diceratops.nz. Join the email list there. I am Morgan Davey. We are Diceratops. We love games and our shows are for everyone. You leap through the portal into another world. What you see is a human, and it's a human with a great big sword. He's also got other adventuring gear strewn on him, and it all looks kind of simple but fresh, undamaged. And you see it clearly as he scrambles backwards from a door. He scrambles backwards from a door and you can see from inside the stony recesses of this cottage that he's opened come a hideous zombie. Puffs of dark ash cloud out from it as it reaches out for this, this guy scrambling backwards and suddenly that's you inside his head and you are looking through his eyes and you are face to face with this horrific zombie and you can smell the ash getting in your nostrils and filling you you're, you're reeling backwards because you can see behind this zombie there's another one and then there's another one and they're shambling forward they're not so quick but as you are falling backwards you look left and look right and you can see that there are uh, bushes and there are scratchy thorns everywhere this ruined village surrounded by overgrowth and as you look left and look right you look up and you see that there is a sign you've backed into the sign and the sign says danger plant monsters and zombies and then you look to your left and look to your right and all of these weird little bushes are revealing that they have weird little plant creatures inside on all sides of you you have zombies coming at you you have zombies coming you have plant monsters coming you're right in the thick of things leap oh bugger <laughs>